Hey guys, it's JC, the You Made New podcast. We are diving into our top 10 traits of Christ-centered health in this season. Um, it's funny. Okay, I have to admit something. I've started this podcast probably six or seven times. <laughs> Deleted. And that's not really my style. Normally I turn the microphone on and dive in. But you know what happened, you guys? I'm not even kidding. Like, I had my top 10 or my number one trait for today. And this was the one I felt almost the strongest about. Like, I've thought a lot about this. But after I'd restarted, I thought, okay, something's wrong. I began to be a little more prayerful. All right, am I missing something? And and I'm not even kidding. It shifted. The word itself changed. So let me explain why I think that's part of the podcast is I can explain my thinking behind this. This was what I wanted to use as our number one. It was the word balance, balance. In fact, I said that in the intro, I made that my number one. Um, The idea that I'm not swinging between these extremes. I'm not caught in the extreme of completely neglecting my health and eating like crap and giving in to all of my cravings and I'm controlled by addiction or whatever that looks like for you. It could be an eating disorder, swinging all the way to that extreme where the body is not being cared for at all to swing into the other extreme, which kind of um, affected me a little bit as I began to change my diet, where you can go all the way into the extreme hardcore health world. In fact, there's a word for it. It's called um, orthorexia. There's a book called Orthorexia Nervosa where it's defined as an obsession with healthy eating. And so I can, as I began to change my diet, I was coming out of the other, the pendulum was swinging to, had swung, you know, to body neglect. And I was coming out of that, trying to be really prayerful and and trying to be really spirit led in my journey. And I began to swing to the other extreme. You know, I'm a certified health coach and began to really study a lot of all that. And I could feel the temptation to be pulled into an obsession with it where all of these, this food will kill you and you can't eat that. And you can't ever let this touch your lips. You can't ever have a French fryer. You're going to die. And <laughs> you can see why. A place of balance in between those two worlds would be a good thing so that I'm not stuck in obsession either way. I'm not just completely neglecting myself, but I'm not completely obsessed with the number on the scale, obsessed with reaching a certain body fat percentage or a certain size in my jeans. And I'm thinking about it all the time and counting every calorie and every bite that goes in my mouth. And that's not any more peaceful or any more um, effective as a disciple of Christ. If my mind is now, instead of neglecting my health, I'm caught up in it and I'm beginning to worship, making it an idol in my life. That is not health. That is what we would see on a lot of Instagram influencers, right? And again, I'm not saying you can't make a career out of a health um, role. And, and so, yeah, you would spend a lot of time talking about it. I'm doing that. But here's, okay, so here's where I think I got off on the word, and that's why I'm going to change it. Balance is a beautiful concept, and I apply it a lot in my own health journey. I have learned in food, 
in my body size, in the way I dress myself, in the way I care for myself, my medical um, needs, the way we treat sicknesses in our family, all of this stuff that kind of was wrapped into the health world. I have learned balance. The Lord has taught me balance in many of these things. So I still value this. I'm not throwing it out. And I think it needs to play a role in our discussion. But I think I think it needs to be tweaked. Um, here's why. So someone said to me, another idea that can go with the idea of balance is the idea of moderation, right? The idea of moderation in all things. In fact, I looked up moderation. Let me get it open on my phone again. Um, it says specifically the definition of moderation is the avoidance of extremes or excesses. In fact, they put the word temperance in there, which comes straight out of Galatians 5, verse 22. Moderate. I had a lady say to me once, I was, I was actually speaking at a book club on on my body image book and we were going over sugar and some of the things I had been through with that and she raised her hand and she says what about moderation in all things like it says in the scriptures and it was it wasn't until I was driving home I don't know why it didn't hit me at the moment but it wasn't until I was driving home I was like wait that's not in the scriptures (laughs) Um, that idea is touted a lot and it's not wrong there, in some ways, moderation, balance, these are good things. But here's what finally hit me like a ton of bricks. There are areas in my life and my health, I am not moderate at all. In a spirit-led way where the Lord has led me to a place in some things where I'm not, I'm not balanced. Sugar would be a good example. Um, I, I can't just have a little bit. I can't just, just have a couple of cookies. I mean, I, maybe that works for you and I will cheer you on if that is, if it's a beautiful place that the Lord has brought you to. Um, for me, there's a couple of reasons. Number one, I can't just have a couple of cookies. I've read it over and over again. People, you know, health coaches are giving advice, like just set limits and, but my body's addictive with it. There's no just having one for me. There's 10. There's 10 or 12 or the whole package or most of the pan of brownies. Even when I'm sick, eating them, I will grab another one. My body is addictive with it and it enslaves me. It takes control. If I have one, boy, I, I, I found a couple, couple of simple forms of sugar that don't do this. Like I, there's a dark chocolate that doesn't trigger me. But most, if I, we made a treat the other night and I thought, you know, maybe I can, mm-mm. nope. If I have one, I want to have 10. Um, so that one, I can't be moderate. So you, can you see how all of a sudden, as I'm preparing for this podcast, I'm like, well, maybe moderation is one part of the journey, but I can't set a hard and fast rule that we need to be moderate in all things, right? Uh, I mean, look at other areas of our lives as we attempt to live the gospel in it when it comes to sexual morality i'm not allowing myself some leeway i'm not moderate in that I'm not moderate in the way i i, I don't drink there, there's other things that i just don't do and i'm not practicing moderation in those things i'm practicing practicing abstinence and so 
I'm glad the Lord started to shift my mind before I got on here and just went on and on about how important it is to have balance because I think in some things that would be his direction to us is to find balance in this or that area. But in other things, I think his direction would be, oh no, no, not that one. I want abstinence in that one for you. That will be your healthy place. That will be your healthy place. So could we maybe make the number one trait on the list instead of balance, even though I believe in that wholeheartedly, could we make it surrender? I don't know. Maybe you could think of it a better word, but that's what kept coming to me. Surrender. I'm, I have offered my health, my life, my beliefs, everything I am into the hands of the Lord. I've turned it over to him. I have surrendered it to him for him to direct as he sees fit. And because he knows my body, body better than I ever would know myself. Besides, I think sometimes I would, I don't know about you. I would allow myself to be moderate in areas because I want to keep something that I love. And so I'd so rationalization when actually in terms of my health, I need to not be moderate with that thing. Does that make sense? Can you see how it goes both ways? <laughs> I, I hope I'm not confusing you anymore. I, this is, this is an interesting discussion and that's why I wanted to have it. And I think maybe, um, the whole purpose of living a faith-based approach to health is it's individual. And so again, as I've said again and again and again on my podcast, what you, um, may be led to do may be very different than me. You may be very much prompted to practice more balance if you have been in a place of extremes. Um, there, there is such a thing as body idolatry, um, worship. And, and as we try to make it a more Christ-centered approach, the Lord may gently coax you back from some mental obsession in some of these areas. Or, now here, here's where I, I've said this before, but the word worship, when we talk about idolatry and body obsession and the word worship, I've said before, simply means to be devoted to something. So either extreme, I can be very devoted to my body neglect. <laughs> I can, I can be obsessed with thoughts of shame over my body. Any type of obsessive place. Yes. I, I am pretty sure that he is going to call us out of that place and calm down our minds and teach us how to rest in that thing. So we're not living in an obsessed way. Health is not obsession. That's pretty clear, right? But it doesn't always mean he'll call us to a place of balance. I hope I'm, I hope I'm like making sense with this. <laughs> um, let's talk just to further flesh this out again. I'm, I'm just trying to kind of throw a lot of ideas out there and hopefully by the end of this season we'll come to a concrete solid definition as we explore this. But I thought also about my journey with diets and what to eat and how to know and how many vegetable servings and how many calories and how many macros and that 
again, you could start out in a place of neglect, but then you could swing to a place of obsession where it's like, oh, I have to eat this much and I have to eat this. But what's the middle ground look like? And what does, what does it look like as I surrender? Here, here's my journey and here's where um, surrender took me. I was reading the book In Defense of Food by Michael Pollan, P-O-L-L-A-N. Um, and he talked about a dentist named Weston A. Price who lived back in the early 1900s. And he was very suspicious that the Western diet was contributing to what he, the problems that he was seeing in his dental practice. And so for some reason, he was so compelled by this that he shut down his practice and he started traveling the world in search of peoples that had, had never tribes, you know, any, any type of indigenous people that had never been exposed to Western food. And by Western food, I mean, um, or he meant like sugar, white flour, vegetable oils, all these type of man-made. He wanted to find people that lived on whole food, real, real food, not processed, not anything like that. So he actually, he's written books about it and I've studied a little more, but he found many, many cultures that fit that criteria. And to his surprise, what he found in every single culture that had not yet been introduced to Western food, there was no heart disease, no stroke, no, none of those modern day diseases that we see so prevalent in our culture. He also found perfect teeth in these cultures. (laughs) Just no, like, think how many of us need braces, right? In our culture, he didn't find any of that. And, and it goes on and on and I won't, I won't go too deep into it here, but he did see, but this is the crazy thing. Each culture, no matter where he went in the world, subsisted on very different food, but it was all whole food. It was real food. For instance, you go see the Eskimos, he would go up North and their culture, they're not living on tropical fruits and vegetables. They don't have a climate like that. They were living off of whale blubber, like whatever they had but it was not processed. It was whole God-given food for their culture. And they were in a state of health. No disease, perfectly formed teeth, you know, no, none of those modern problems that we see so often. So each place he went, there wasn't one perfect diet. Oh, look, they eat all these vegetables, all these fruits. Every culture was different based on where they lived and the local food that was available to them, especially in the early 1900s, right? They don't have the Walmart to go get all the stuff. But as long as they subsisted on whole food, there was a state of health. So now you compare that. This is the difficult thing because in our society, we say, okay, we're going to come up with the perfect diet because now we have Walmarts on every corner where we can get any food imaginable. And so we base it off the fact that we can have carrots year round and pineapple and whatever, whatever, apples and um, healthy, fresh year round. And so we, we mandate now a diet and there's a million different voices, right? Based on the availability of every food. So here's the perfect diet for everyone. But as I surrendered, as I surrendered, Yes, in my diet, I found a place of balance, 
Um, but what I also found was the freedom to just eat whole foods in a way that worked for me that may not fit the government standards. It may not fit, (laughs) you know, this perfect diet or the Mediterranean diet or this many fruits and vegetables. Everyone agrees you have to have this many fruits and vegetables a day. Well, all those cultures that Dr. Price found did not fit those rules and yet they found health. Can you see how this is a backing away from extremes, but an acknowledgement that as we come to Christ, he will help us find the place that that may include some balance and moderation, but that will include a way to care for our body that fits us, that is comprised of whole food, the way he created it, because that food is the way that the body is meant to be cared for. That food has the nutrients and enzymes and all the crazy stuff that the body needs. It's not been processed. It's not been stripped. But again, he also worked very hard to prompt me not to go into a place of extremes with that, with the health food and with the health world. Let me read um, a quote from author Leslie Ludy, L-U-D-Y. I love her stuff. She's a Bible teacher and an author. She's written a ton of books. Her her website is setapartgirl.com. And she has an article on healthy her perspective on healthy eating. And so she she is addressing more the extreme of going too deep into the health side of it and becoming obsessed with the health side. She quotes Luke 12:23, um which I want to read real quick before I read her quote. Let me get it open. And, and it's, um, oh, this app, it has an ad every time I open it. Why do they do that? That's why I get for using my scriptures, right? <laughs> On my phone, I mean. Luke 12, 22 and 23, Christ says to his disciples, Therefore I say unto you, Take no thought for your life, what ye shall eat, neither for the body what ye shall put on. The life is more than meat, and the body more than raiment. Um, so she quotes that scripture. She says, even though scripture does make it clear, life is more than food. Take no, don't be so obsessed with what you eat. There's so much more life than that. She says, it's all too easy to believe otherwise. If we don't fall into the trap of self-indulgence in our eating happens habits, we often lean too far in the other direction, exalting health food and fitness and placing our hope in our diet and exercise habits instead of Jesus Christ. She says, living a healthful lifestyle can be a wonderful way to serve our families, bring discipline into our lives and keep our bodies strong for the things God has called us to. But it can also become a form of idolatry if we build our lives around health instead of around Christ. So both of the concepts we've talked about are wrapped up in that that quote, right? She's talking about balance not being too caught up in the extreme, but she's also talking about surrendering because if we're surrendered, then, then the Lord really can help us find our happy place in a way that may include some balance, but may include some abstinence, some boundaries. And I'm sure we'll talk about those things more as we go through. So I hope you're okay with me making the first word surrender and understand what I mean by that with the concepts of balance and moderation on the table. (laughs) 
I'm laughing because I listened back to my introduction as we talked about a definition of health, what it would be if it's not about flat abs and a BMI and a certain size and being skinny and that's healthy. What is it? And I, I listened back and I thought, man, I didn't really get anywhere. I We threw a lot of words around, a lot of beautiful words, soundness, vigor, vitality, energy, power. But I don't think we, um, in that first introduction, came up with a very good de- definition of what Christ-centered health looks like. And I'm okay with that, actually. Because as you can see in our podcast today, we're exploring this. Maybe by the end of this season, we'll, we'll really have a good definitive definition. But I'm okay either way if we don't. It's, it's tricky. But that's okay because it allows it to be individual. It allows it to be individual. So what I'm hoping today is you'll think a little bit more and do some self-introspection about your life. In terms of balance, where are you? Are you living in extremes? Are you living in a place of balance where you feel peaceful about the way you care for your health? But also, is the Lord perhaps calling you to maybe give up something that you have rationalized as moderation? And, and is he kind of saying, you know, on this one health thing, I think abstinence will fit you better. It can look many different ways. What does What is surrender doing for your health? As you turn this over to the Lord, what does it look like for you? Where is he prompting you to go? It may be something you're just beginning to explore and that's okay too. But let's focus. And I think maybe the other traits as we go through it will all be anchored in surrender, right? Because that's the key of everything we're talking about in a faith-based approach. We turn it over to him. And let him control it rather than all the voices of our culture. Thanks for joining me today. I really um, would love to hear your thoughts. If you ever have some some ideas, email me. This is such a fun discussion. I hope it can be fun. (laughs) As we explore this new world and just get to know it better and find our place in a Christ-centered life of health. Thanks. Have a great week.